listen Guess who's here for OG's wrestling Ain't no competition, we report, you gon' listen Never no mercy, we bring the ring to the streets If you don't know, you better find out off the ropes Hit approval point number one in the league Bet you don't wanna tussle with us Nowhere to hide or run, step in the ring Get done, you're never stepping out again So you're back on the wolf pack Off the ropes, representing at 617 area So you're back on the wolf pack No other podcast out here in one scary yeah. So you're back on the wolf pack Wrestling entertainment was reported by the bears So turn your back on the wolf pack You might wind up in a body bag Took your chances, now it's time to show you what's on In a ring off the ropes, that's believe that we strong Day in, day out, off the ropes for life Shiznit, E, Wiz, Fats, crew on the mic In town, be the city where we make our own rules Stomping, no, you can't fit our shoes Off the ropes, a crowd pleaser Conquering like Caesar Lean on us like pizza when you need your wrestling re-up Turn your back on the wolf pack off the roof representing at 617 area So turn your back on the wolf pack No other podcast out here in one scary yeah So turn your back on the wolf pack Wrestling entertainment was reported by the bears So turn your back on the wolf pack You might wind up in a body bag Alright, fuck it, Cyber. It's just me and you today. What's going on, folks? Blackheart, Cyber, we back, OTTR, main honcho of this bitch with a special <laughs> guest in the background. Wise one in the building. Fuck the rest of y'all motherfuckers. Anyways, shout out to Anchor, man. We back with it with another new episode. Cyber, how you doing tonight? <sighs> man, I'm doing all right, man. Had to do it a little bit different this week, but hey, we're gonna still get a uh, show in. So let's let's go ahead and uh, get to it. Let's go ahead and Start with uh, Raw tonight, man. Uh, yeah, let's get right into Monday night. As I'm trying to um, get my little workstation ready, so I'm kind of underwhelmed right now. But nonetheless, you're good. You're good, man. You know, you know how it is on this side of town. How's the um, how's your situation down there? Is, it, is everything good? Yeah, we're doing good now. I mean, they uh, finished doing some repairs. We got some stuff taken care of. We're gonna. We're going to be all right. It's just uh, getting all the shit fixed and repaired. So it's just it's just uh, taking a little while longer than usual. But, hey, we're going to get through it. So it's all good. All right, good. It's good for you to hear. Shout out to the fans for supporting us as we're going through this, you know, like, you know, situations and stuff like that. And, um, you know, new changes to the group, new situations, new times, new days now. And we're still going to talk about that uh, a little bit later. Nonetheless, let's get into Monday Night Raw. Let's start from the top, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, to be coming, but apparently he's going to be shitting on the toilet, eating, eating a fucking bacon and cheese and egg, whatever sandwich that he can probably think about and concuss. <laughs> so, I think Mike is working on the midterm paper, so that probably would explain his absence, which I don't blame him right now. Anyway, um, yeah, just get jumping some of the night raw before we get into this reality, you know, all that. Um, yeah, let's talk about that opening match between um, between uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Say that the match of the night, supposedly. 
I I honestly I honestly think it was a really good match. Match of the night, I'm not too sure, uh, but overall, man, it was a really good match. I mean, I well, see this. We, go ahead. You know, I mean, like, as we, like, I'll just go say as we move forward to the rest of the night for Monday Night Raw and what transpired. That's that's what I was gonna say. Okay, cool. Uh, but anyway. The way that uh, the way this is going, I could easily see that this is going to wind up being a, a rivalry. They're going to put some time into uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. And uh, right now, I really don't see where ultimately the rivalry is going to end. Like who's going to come out on top? Um, because Drew McIntyre, he's going to want to get the WWE Championship back. Sheamus is trying to get back into the picture for the for the uh, main title. So right now it's kind of like a crossroads situation, man. We're not going to know what's really going to go on until we get, uh, I think until we get through fast lane, I think that's when we'll find out what, what's going to happen between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus or else we'll at least get a better picture of how the rivalry is going to go. But uh, overall, I thought it was a real good match. <clears throat> I can honestly say, again, I'll, I'll agree with you on, on a few things, but here's from my perspective. About it, this is just a little filler thing to keep both of them busy to where they figure what to do with, with um what transpired later, which I might as well just fast forward that. But I was just talking about the match. The match was actually great in my opinion because you see two like that's like watching Triple H and Shawn Michaels facing each other in two thousand three, two thousand four. So if you look at it from that dynamic, you have. A true friendship with someone, you're gonna go hard with it in the ring compared to what you do with any other person that you may wrestle upon. So, yeah. from that point of view, I gotta give them credit for that because even for raw standards, especially over the matches, and you know how their formula is, and um, over when they um, and one and stuff like that, I've been going to um, itself, but anyway, but um. Yeah, kudos to both. And welcome, Uncle Fast, to the damn show. But let me guess, you was eating and you forgot or probably dozed off and nearly fell asleep. No, I, I wasn't eating. What happened was I was around a bunch of people and I had to wait for them to okay. uh, the room before I uh, joined the podcast with my fellow uh, bro hoes. Oh, okay. so now you're calling us a bunch of hoes now. I see how it is. I didn't say hoes. I said, bro. I don't know who's hoes here. You better be talking to your cousin about that shit, not me. Or in this case, besides one monkey with an ape that used to be here. Shut up, he was the only fans. He was a fake hoe. He wasn't a real one. Well, well, well. All right. Well, he was a wingster. Okay, we uh, we gonna move forward with that. Um, I want to have to think about the past, man. You gotta think about the future. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Keep it a buck with shit. So that McIntyre. So before you came into the mix, uh, fast. We was talking about Monday Night Raw. We was talking about the opening match which was McIntyre and um, Sheamus. And I had um, probably the match of the night. Cyber disagrees. What do you think? Actually, I'm not going to lie to you. That literally was the match of the night. Well, I'm sorry. Thank you. The reason why I say that is because of the simple fact that you got two friends, long-time friends, who have respect for each other, but 
in the ring. Go away but then you saw the brutality of how far these two, you know, Irish blokes, if you want to call them, are willing to go and, and push each other to the limit where most men usually would have given up. Like, I mean, constant, and, and I mean, we know what's real and we know what's fake, but I mean, the punches to the gut, the, the slaps to the face, <clears throat> and then at the end, the quickness of uh, the quickness of uh, McIntyre with that boot out of nowhere as 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 Sheamus going for the uh, the, uh, the the bro kick like that. I... And then not only on top of that, for them to do a replay, and then you can see the impact of how how his face turned. Like into a puffer fish, and just he just ate that without the extra slap on the leg. Thanks for the insight, though, and the message, though, by the way. <laughs> um, it actually gave, because uh, I was wondering, I was like, where the fuck? Is-? I'm like, what happened to the sound? And then when you showed the message, I was like, ah, okay, that's good. That's good. So now, if you really kick somebody, you really get to hear that shit. So. Uh, to me, the match gave us something to look forward to throughout the rest of the evening. And that's why I agree with, with uh, Blackheart as far as it being the match of the night because it started the show off right. For once, WWE did something right in my eyes starting the new year, and this is one of them. Not bad. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we move forward, uh, I guess we got Naomi and uh, Nia Jack going at it real quick with like a little stand out that doesn't go anywhere. So, as into that match where they face each other, um, rather, rather the Drew McIntyre and Sheamus match, and uh, I got I got no words to say. You already know how the fuck I feel about this. I mean, this whole women's division is a little trash. I've been said this shit for how many weeks? And as we get into NXT, I'll vet my frustrations there because um, of that bullshit ass call. But nonetheless, this match didn't happen. Um, if I was ripping up a piece of paper from my notepad, I probably would throw this shit in the garbage next. This. This match, Nia Jackson, Naomi. I mean, it. I just feel like that they're that the whole Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler thing, you know, with them being the tag team champions. I just feel like it's old, it's stale, it's not worth seeing. I feel like Nia Jax needs to go away for a little bit. They need to figure. They need to pull some more of these women that are in the locker room that aren't doing anything. They need to give them a chance to actually do something. The match was trash. It wasn't worth it. And to be honest, this would have probably been the perfect time for me to get up and go take a shit. <laughs> saying. And what would that shit smell well, like? <laughs> oh, you don't want to know about that. That oof, that'd be nuclear right there. I'll take something from um, Duke's um, Duke's library. The- on the Nile. 
<laughs> oh, yes. Okay, fast guy. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm going to say is that the promo was kind of cool. I mean, looking at family member in laws going at it. And, uh, you know, you see the, the, the family face there challenge. I thought it was kind of cute. You know, okay. At least. At least that's not all who okay. The only the only good thing Nia Jax has done lately is just give us a hell of a good meme. That's it. My whole my, my whole, whole my whole that's that's ridiculous. That's so sad. That they really run that they really ran with that with for like a week. Well <laughs> listen though, right? I didn't watch that match. You know why? No. Because <laughs> there was no need to. My thing is this. I'm tired of seeing them tag team champions. As the rest I'm tired of the world. Of <laughs> I'm tired of hearing Shayna Baszler's mouth and, and Nia Jackson's mouth. I think what they need to do is literally give them some real good competition. Like you said, open up this women's division and and start being pussies about it. Like this is this is wrestling, okay? The women's division, as we all know, has come a long ass way. Yeah. From what it used to be, from from glow all the way up to uh, through the attitude era, through the aggression era. Um, through the uh, Playboy stages and, you know, trying to become like the first woman in the, the Battle Royal and all that other stuff. We, we've seen a lot of women pave the way for what this division is now. Very true. And I think the way they're allowing this shit to go is an absolute disgust. Like, yeah, we, we, we have the, the, the four horsemen in the in the women's division, but besides them four, there's multiple other women that can bring the heat, and I feel like they're not getting that push. I'm not going to lie to you. The one person I feel that really needs to get called up and they need to stop bullshitting with her, and I don't care what anybody says, and that's Amber Moon. I understand she was injured. A lot of people go through injuries. But I feel like her coming up, whether it be SmackDown or Raw, mainly Raw, I think she'd add that spice and that play to it. And they need to just start bullshit. And the reason why I say that is because it 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 it, it ties into it's gonna tie into later on when we go into towards the end. And I'm gonna finish my statement with the that's gonna tie into the women's thing. Uh, because this is this is to be honest with you, it's still a race shit with me, with this women's division. I mean, I, I respect the love Charlotte player, but for how to be gone and come back, <laughs> like it just it just it it it's boring, and it's not it's not entertaining. It's like after that whole the last time I I really got interested into it was when that whole beef between. Sasha Banks and 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 Bill. After that, I don't watch the women's division. It's not fun. 
except for uh, Bianca Belair, because I, I really do like how she gets down, and I like her. I bet her you do. We all do. <laughs> we all do. Stick it up, Uncle Fast's butt. <laughs> I mean, listen, bro. She's the she's the EFT for a reason. I, that's gonna be a real good match. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of the 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 size between the two, but you got two beautiful black women. You know, getting ready to put on the show for WrestleMania, and I think that's very um, admirable. And I think that's that's the first time ever that you've had two black women going at it on the biggest stage in wrestling, period. Um, so kudos to the both of them. Actually, you got to say two, um, two ethical women. One of them is black, the other one is not. But, but, I, but I'll just start with that. Well, well, fair enough. Fair enough. But you, it's like, it's like you know, it's, it's, it's good to see those changes. It's, it's there's a lot of like potential to turn this women's division around, and I'm just hoping that they don't, you know, they don't fuck it up. This is this is the last thing I'm going to say about this, and then regards to the women's division, uh, so we can move on. Uh, what I'm hoping happens is things not bullshit. When Rhea Ripley debuts, she needs to go at it hard, and I mean, just start ripping through people. And get get a title shot. You think you'll get a first start? These will be Charlotte. No. To be honest, we already know what's. We already have an idea what's going to probably wind up happening. Oscar is probably going to wind up defending the title against Charlotte. And then if Charlotte wins that match, then I could easily see it being a Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. And this time, you know, Rhea Ripley gets her due because they put on a really good match at WrestleMania last year for the NXT title. So I could honestly see it happen. And if that happens, then that's a that's a good sign. That's a sign of, you know, they're starting to venture out past, you know, the same old the same women, you know. So that's that's my hope. Exactly. Well, we, let's move on real quick. Look at that. Supposedly, WWE title match between Bobby Lashley and Miz. Of course, Bobby Lashley's on top of his game as the last several months. But, you know, then we get um, we get Miz trying to pull a fast one on them, trying to appear injured like he can't compete. So that ended up didn't happening as... You know, as the night progresses, you you see um Shane in the background. I don't know where the fuck, I don't know where the fuck he's been, and he makes the call that they're gonna redo the match later on tonight. That if he doesn't show up for shit like that, he'll be sure for the championship belt. So obviously they're pulling a uh, they're pulling a old school Triple H and Mick Foley esque on this little thing of ours. Um, going to move forward, then you got a weird ass tag team match between Braun Strowman and Adam Pierce versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. I don't know why the hell this match even happened, but um, obviously, we know who the hell is really gonna win that damn match because of this weird booking situation between Adam Pierce and um, Adam Pierce and Braun Strowman. I don't know where the hell this is going. I guess this is going to be Adam Pierce coming out party to wrestle again and get his ass molly walked. 
by um Braun Strowman by Fastlane. I'm I'm I mean, I'm guessing. I don't know because I don't know what the hell they they're doing with Braun. But nonetheless, her business won that. Um, still see a little bit of thick, a little bit of sprinkle of front dysfunction within the group, but that's going to be all kind of washed a little bit later on that night. So I gotta say about that. Uh, yeah, I can go ahead to the floor real quick. All right, so this match had no no room. They they shouldn't have been on. Raw to that on Monday night, it was freaking ridiculous. Why in the hell were they putting Adam Pierce with Braun Strowman? Now, I could understand Braun Strowman and someone else, or even another formidable tag team. I mean, there's other tag teams back there that could have easily gotten into the spot. Yeah, they were still lost to the hurt business, but still, at least it would have given them more exposure than to put this dumbass tag team together and actually have them run it at the tag titles. That's stupid. Um, but again, this is another match. If it was another actual legitimate tag team, I would have been interested in watching it. But, but this past Monday, it was just not worth, worth me to even to watch it. So. I'll go fast. All I got to say is if I see Shaman Man come out one more time and the suit jacket with jeans on and some Air Forces, or some old Jordans, it does a little he comes to money dance again, I'm gonna break my fucking phone. No, you ain't. Okay. <laughs> right. The mean street policy, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or you know, his boys from uh, Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, my thing is this. I I I, I was upset. Um, the reason why I was upset is because I honestly feel like Braun kind of, I'm not going to rephrase that, Braun proved himself throughout being a jobber, throughout going through all these phases, that he's capable of being a title holder and title contender. Yes, he's held the title multiple times. Um, and I kind of feel like he needs to focus on like kind of controlling the shit, like Shane said, it's a it's a it's a communication, you know, self type thing. Like he's kind of a loose cannon. I'm not saying that's that's taking anything away from his character, but it becomes a bit too much. Yes, he hasn't been in a singles match since last year of October or November, I think it was. But at the end of the day, it's like that whole fear of walking around like I'm probably strolling like people really not scared of you anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like when Brock first came back, there was a lot of people that was in fear. And then all it took is for one person to really kind of bring him to the distance to make him look like a human, like a human again, for people to just be like, yo, you're just Brock Lesnar. I mean, they give it the respect, but it's like, okay, you're Braun Strowman, but you got to give us something more than the rule and, and just the power. So, I mean, I, I'm not on the fence, but it's just, to me, I thought it was just a waste of slaughtered time. Uh, I kind of felt like, you know, to me, like, I hope he doesn't win the belt. And then, you know, with the whole Bobby Lashley and shit going on, um, it's just like, okay, where, where are they going with this? What kind of hype were they putting behind this? Um, 
I can't put my finger on the storyline of old of what this is going on. Of how Shane McMahon comes out with Adam Pierce, and then you see Braun Strowman flipping out, and I'm trying to think what wrestler, because this happened to, I think, at least two wrestlers before Braun that the same storyline kind of happened, which eventually led into a tag team title and then eventually into a um, a title uh, opportunity. I want to say Undertaker was one of them. And and that was doing like the whole badass era of the Undertaker. So I, I and I can't think of the other wrestler, but it just it when it, when I saw that it just I cringed and I was just like, y'all got to do something better than this shit. You got to. Uh, you can see the frustration on on Braun's face, but it's like I don't blame him, but I kind of blame him. But it's just like, yeah, you could have did something different. Give him a street fight. Hell, have him go against what's his name, bodyguard, um, AJ Styles. Interesting. Have have them two giants go at it. What happened to Keith Lee? That is actually a really good question. He kind of fell off the radar. I believe due to injury. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. So moving on. Yeah, I guess so. Then you got Damian Priest and Bad Bunny, 24-7 champion, talking about with Elias and uh, Jackson Ryder. That, and then we know to a match between Elias and Damian Priest. We already know Elias ain't going to be winning this damn match. After all the shenanigans that happened in there and Bad Bunny's little interference, we get Damian Priest coming out with the win. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, they're using this. Well, man, I just think this is uh, this is a situation they're just trying yeah, to. I lost uh, my train of thought when it came to that one. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me tell you, with Damian Priest, I think what they're trying to do is do the fact he's paired up with someone like Bad Bunny, which is apparently a pretty big, you know, musical talent. I've never really heard of him prior to this, but that's just me. Um, but. I think ultimately this is going to make Damian Priest look more uh, profitable in the eyes of uh, backstage management. So I think ultimately this could put him in the picture of uh, the mid-card title come come after WrestleMania. Uh, you know, Damian Priest and Riddle could easily have a really good rivalry if they kind of let them do what they want to do. So I think this could work out in the end for him once, you know, Bad Bunny has gone after WrestleMania. So that's just what I think was going to come out of this whole pairing up of the two. I think I think Bad Bunny's going to lose his title to uh, Enrique Iglesias, and uh, I just feel like this whole twenty four seven shit is yep. getting out of hand. I mean, even though weird that the fact that he's held the twenty four title championship for what. Uh, what three weeks? I now? think so. 
WrestleMania hasn't even passed yet. Yeah, I was about to say, it hasn't even passed yet, man. You mean Elimination right, Chamber? Was it Elimination Chamber? Or elimination or Chamber. Because he had no, he had it before the Elimination Chamber. So I guess yeah. before that. Before, he, yeah. Like a, like a Raw episode that he went at like a pay-per-view. Yeah, so it, it was either, because I think he wanted. I think he won it after a pay-per-view, and I think it was after Royal Rumble. I think so, too. Because then that commentator, the commentator won it at the Royal Rumble, and they were all sitting there shocked, and then he ran off, and I think that bunny took it for him. And then after that, the rest was history and some shit like that. And he's had it ever since. So I don't know if he's going to lose it to... Um, I think what's going to happen is he's going to – I think they're going to use that belt as a way to kind of settle beasts within the industry. I could be wrong. Mm. I could be Dude, wrong. this man's already been on Saturday Night Live doing a performance with the belt. So you already know what they're going to do with it. They're just going to get them the variety to have outside people coming in to tune in to yeah. WWE's product. Yeah, so that means they coming for the belt. That means – we're going back. We're going back to the G unit spinning, spinning belt from from John Cena's '09, you know. Era. So you think Josh is going to be getting uh, winning the twenty four seven title and changing it back to the old as you know, see spinning belt. Yeah, I can see Fifty doing that, or or, or at least Floyd Mayweather. I mean, listen, I mean. You got a lot of people, you got a lot of celebrities that are coming into the to the Hall of Fame. So it's like, what's the purpose of him holding this belt for this long? You know what I'm saying? Eventually, he's going to have to lose the belt. The question is, who's he going to lose the belt to? The 86-time champion, uh, uh, R-Truth? Or, I mean, he's won the belt, like, what, almost 100 times? Feels like it. Like, he's really <laughs> like, no, but if you He's living like twenty something pinfalls away, or maybe less from from winning that belt a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane, bro. That's like some stupid idiotic number that it, it just it's dumb. But I, that's how I feel. I feel like they're using that belt as a way for celebrities to come in and to kind of uh solidify their beef or kind of like finish their beef. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be fun, though. It's going to be fun. But I like the whole Damian Priest thing. I, I, it was good to see him get his call up and be and raw. Hopefully they don't do him dirty and like close the curtain on him or pull the plug on him too early. Um, I would like to see him riddle go at it. I think that would actually be a great match between the two. And I do agree with you, Sarietta. If they do allow them to manage this match themselves and be creative, I think it'd be one hell of a fucking match. And I I could see it being one of the top matches of the night if that opportunity comes and if the management allows them to do what they exactly. want to do. But that's a major Big time. All right, let's move on then. We get radio and talk to Caleb Braxton in the background about the 
Fiend and uh, Alexa Bliss's situation, they come to find out, we get this weird little uh, fake Randy talking to him by mirror, I guess. Like, so, a little bit of dark, little subliminal side games. My, I mean, not side games, my games. Why am I thinking about Pokemon about side duckies and shit? <laughs> or Mr. <Mister laughs> Mine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so basically, there's a fake radio talking to Stormzy back and forth and shit like that, and like, it freaked them out, and then, you know, at the end, the fake thing laughed. I had no idea what the fuck that shit was even about, to be honest with you. It, it was kind of like, uh it was just utter ridiculousness. Then we get the second time around, we get the one heavy title message, Bobby Lashley and Miz. Why the hell Bobby Lashley whizzed my cat out, but apparently now we can't have They're going to do this thing again later on that night. They're prolonging us again, and that's a goddamn shame. There's nothing more that we can talk about this. It's just leading us to watch the whole damn thing just try to see the inevitable happen later on. So we'll, I don't need to have y'all discuss that. Charlotte Flair versus um, Shayna Baszler came up. Of course, Charlotte Mason proclaimed that she's trying to go after the Raw Women's Championship from Oscar. Uh, I know Deuce would say two shits in the toilet she flushed, and I gotta do it in his honor. So I, I don't even care about this match. I just want to skip forward with that because to me, her going after that World Women's Championship, I mean, that woman, Raw Women's Championship, simply just that doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, if that's really the case, then she got nothing really better to do that I don't know what WWE can do. She already achieved so much to the point where it's like you either going to force her down our fucking throats to the point where we're going to hate her again, or you have to figure out a new way to try to rejuvenate, rejuvenate her persona a little bit that is not the similar thing. And I can honestly say that she's not good as a baby face. She's more effective as a hill. But how many times have we seen as a hill too many damn times holding that championship belt? That's the only way that she's going to be able to maintain it. So I really don't care for this match now. Because this is going to be aggravated now. I feel like Dukes. <laughs> yeah. Um, this this match, I I don't care about it now. I would care about it if Shayna Baszler would have gotten the win over her. That would have been a big deal because Shayna honestly has not done anything hugely productive as an individual wrestler since getting to the main roster. Now, this could be a opportunity to show that things are starting to change if Shayna Baszler would have won over Charlotte Flair. But, of course, they're going to pull a John Cena on her, and they're going to stuff her down our throats until we're ready to just say, we're not even going to watch it anymore. Which, I'm already to that point, but that's what you get when it's the freaking WWE. Fuck those guys. The Omni Flair. Well, she is, like she said on Monday night, she is Charlotte Flair. And at the end of the day, well, your last name is the Flair, it's a rap. What the hell did you expect? The girl resembles her father in so many different ways that it's absolutely... Hey, there's one difference, though. One of them actually has boobs. <laughs> at the end of the day we're all tired of seeing it we just gotta respect the excellence behind it but you gotta think about it Flair did the same shit 
when he was wrestling. You know, it didn't matter how much we got sick and tired of the flopping and the and the and the chest shots and the and the oh my god and the flipping over the ropes. We got tired of seeing that. But at the end of the day, that's Ric Flair. No matter how much we get tired of that inverted figure four leg lock, the the charismatic moves, the the the, the manly the, the the woman manly type voice and the the charismatic like arrogance that's Charlotte Flair. Okay, I I get it. I'm tired of it. You're tired of it. Blackheart's tired of it. Everybody's damn tired of it. We're so tired they've been cutting our mics off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> end of the day, it doesn't matter how many fuck yous we say to WWE or about this whole Charlotte Flair shit, it's going to happen. Okay? We just have to go for it and realize that she is she is part of that full horse women. Then just part of that. Then do to me like and, they did the Walt Disney. Freeze my body and wake me up and wake me up again or melt me when she's gone. Oh man, she ain't never gonna be gone because she's gonna they're gonna give her the same role as her father, but just still I just want to come back alive when she's not around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not fucking simple. No, you ain't playing my fucking funeral early, bitch. First and foremost, <laughs> I said freeze me, not try to actually OD me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You can't. Nobody can talk to you, so you gotta say all right, dudes, and you ready? Yeah, to and you know when the and then y'all have a note of when the fuck to come and get me. <laughs> that says some of y'all are actually still alive by that time period, <laughs> or whoever the next generation is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's 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 just just how I look at it. I put like, awesome powers on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll pull an awesome what? powers on this whole thing. <laughs> I don't care. But, I mean, I think it's... I, I, my question to you... I'm Do I really want to answer this question? Like, we don't want... No, we don't want to see another Oscar and Charlotte match. Even though we know it's bound to happen because those two bring the best out of each other. It happens. Okay. It, it, it's that's just how wrestling wrestling is. Okay, but what's the question though? It, like, okay, like okay, all right, but uh, what's the question? You're prolonging this. The question, is, the, the question I was going to ask is, do you really want to see another? Oscar you should already know my answer to that. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> Let me go and move on from this. Yeah, okay? no more with Charlotte, man. This is what makes me think about Dukes right about now because you already know he'll go off on this, but he'll take his slow time. <laughs> no, he'll be like this. He'll be like, <sighs> okay, let me, t- mm. let me tell you like this. Listen, um, I'm gonna get to these other three shows, man. WWE. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, Uncle Fast Slash Duke, speaking for him in his honor tonight. Riddle versus Lucia Housewife versus Retribution. Uh, Retribution loss. Then Mustafa Ali gets pissed off and challenges um, Riddle to a match one-on-one. They end up getting that match. Apparently, as the sources behind the scenes is that Mustafa Ali is wrestling injured with a torn 
um, PCL, I think it is. So um, certain maneuvers he's not doing right now. But at the end of the day, he is winning that match and um, taking credit for the non uh, taking credit for the non title win. I guess. But anyway, all I got to say about this match is that if Mustafa Ali is really injured, that sucks because you could see a lot of potential out of this Mustafa Ali and Riddle rivalry. This could build both superstars up, and this could make this could make riddle a legitimate title holder instead of oh they just pawned the title off on him because lashley was going to wind up becoming champion you know so i i hope that happens but if he's injured then no telling what's going to happen um i kind of feel like um So let's just need to do a little bit more with our stuff. And I have the door lead to the house. Um, I do want to slide with it. I'll be at the end. I don't pull myself out of the team. I feel like if he's going to be injured, let him get the time to be injured. And then I, 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 the day we can take that cue in riddle. And we'll stop Ali to the point where, um, he gets that opportunity for a title shot. I could see him holding the title and kind of forming that stronger connection with uh, retribution. Um, them having a little bit more power where you have some people join and some people leave and venture out and do their own shit. Um, but it was a pretty good, uh, you know, kind of two part thing that was going on. Uh, it's just weird seeing Matt Riddle with with the Luchadors. It just Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it, it throws me off just a little bit, but I mean, they got the match. But, you know, just to lose the second match, you know. I mean, I like the fact that he's a fighter, but I want to see him do a little bit more. And it just bothers me because it's like he's got he's got the stature, he's got the skill set, but it seems like when he's going against wrestlers uh, that kind of match him, he looks very amateur-like. Like, he looks very weak. Like, you're supposed to be the bro dude. It's like, I don't feel the bro. It's just like, when are you just not going to get your ass with so much? And then literally just like, told him. All right, so on to the second the main match. event. Yes. On to the main event, okay, which this ended up being the Lumberjack match because of Shane McMahon, of course. And then now we get the real actual match between Bobby Lashley and the Miz. Finally, we get <laughs> after 16, 17 long-ass years, finally for this man, Bobby Lashley, to get the hurt walk to able to win. And becomes the third black man in WWE world history to become world heavyweight champion. That's a glorious moment for black people everywhere. I mean, for people that actually are wrestling fans, but for us, that actually sets a fucking standard. It, it's about time. He was uh, Bobby Lashley was one of these wrestlers, you know, that I threw in the same category as, you know, Kofi Kingston. You know, he 
he really deserved it. And I mean, now he is one of two wrestlers to hold the title, the ECW title, the uh, TNA championship and the WWE heavyweight championship. So it's him and RVD. That's it. So I see that as a very big milestone. And, you know, congrats to him, man. I'm happy that we were finally able to see it. I want to just say it's about motherfucking time. It is about motherfucking time. Bobby Lashley had to literally be a fucking gangster in the WWE to show his black ass that he means business. And it finally paid off for him. And shout out to MVP, okay? The workhorse behind putting these three gentlemen together, okay, to help solidify a strong group of black men that work hard and it shows. Everybody in that group outside of MVP is a champion, which was hasn't been seen since what the nation. That's the last time I can think of it. So to me, like I said, I mean, I I kind of called this one, and the her business has proven themselves. Uh, so I, I'm I'm more than elated. I'm more than ecstatic. And, and like I said, that, that whole thing with the whole Ember Moon, uh, her getting the push, I think this is going to open up more doors for African-Americans to get more of a title push and get more uh, notoriety than just, than just being a superstar or a wrestler in the business. Okay, Bobby Lashley, when he first came in, he made noise and never got that push. Like, yeah, he got the ECW title. He's gotten the United States title. He's gotten, you know, other titles. But to really be put in that in that list of a top tier that, you know, that's deserving, he's been snubbed for years. And I hate to say it. Like how they say oh, it had to take for Denzel to be a crooked cop for him to be to get an Oscar. It had to take for for Bobby Lashley to be an asshole to get a fucking title. And to put in that hard work and then, you know, for Vincent Mann to kinda applaud him, it just, you know, that's that's a beautiful feeling. Because it's well deserving. You know, I mean you can see it's crazy because it's like you can see the intensity lose his face when he realized that he's a, that he's actually the world heavyweight champion. Like you can see that he wanted to cry, but he really kind of just like held in the tears, and you can see like that stress just kind of leave. Like okay, it's on to the next chapter, and I'm just and I'm hoping that he doesn't lose that intensity and become a watered down champion. Like you had all this intensity to get here. Don't lose it. You get what I'm saying? Like there's been a lot of wrestlers that have done that. And then once they get to the top and they get the belt, it's like, 
they're strong for like a month or two, and then after that, like they become watered down. It's like that that whole spiciness is gone. And it's like I just pray and hope that the hurt business and Barbie Lashley don't lose that spot. And that's the only, that's my only con to that is that they don't lose their spot concerning that everybody's holding. Now, my question to you is, do you think, like, how long do you think they're going to hold the titles for? And do you think that they're going to hold the titles long enough to, uh, for MVP to, to come back and, and... I don't know to that question. I don't know. I I honestly don't know either because this is this is uh, kind of some new territory. I know Nation of Domination was the last time we saw it, but the highest title they had was the Intercontinental title. Uh, so um, this is kind of some new territory where there's actually a world champion in their in their midst now. I would say I would say I mean guaranteed at least till WrestleMania, but um, to actually like make an educated guess in regards to how long past that, I really have no idea. Me neither. And I can't even think about that right now. Anyways. Well, I was just asking always why I was asking because I don't know the length of MVP's injury. And that's why I was asking, like, you know, WrestleMania is like, what, two months away? So is he going to be out for that long? Will he be back in time to get back in action and kind of make that push to go for a a a, a title opportunity? Uh, you know, at WrestleMania for the you know doing the kickoff or maybe like a, a low card match or something like that. Like, oh no, only time will tell. But we gotta move forward, man. All right, so. Um, so we're gonna see the AEW for the next thing. Let's just quickly go to NXT's. Um, MSK was supposed to be facing the Tazi Champions, only Larkin and Danny Burch, but one of the one of uh, MSK has a hand injury, um, so they're not available to wrestle tonight. So, in their place is Timothy Dasher and Tommaso Champa again, trying to shove this down our throats again. I mean. I mean, I, I fucked with Timothy Thatcher and um, Tommaso Ciampa, but put him in a tag team division, it's like he's giving them whatever time, I guess, for the TV time, but I don't know what's going on with the whole tag team division itself. But nonetheless, uh, Ernie Larkin and Diddy Bush, and again, the victory had that matchup between the both of them. Can't really say too much about this. Um, Then we get this whole... um. Roger Strong coming out, he's still pissed off about the whole situation between the Undisputed Era. First Kyle O'Reilly, then Adam Cole super kicking the both of them. So full going full go hell. Um so he needs answers, but then you get um Finn Balor coming out and saying that 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 the whole thing that basically Roger Strong blamed it on Finn Balor, but Finn Balor's trying to blame it on him and other people, blah blah blah. So Basically, they get into a little squabble, and then they got the fight breaking up by officials. So later on, they're gonna have a match for the meet event. Um, you know that. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, this whole 
the way Gargano thing is trash. I don't yeah, want to talk about this. It's stupid. I I, I agree. It's not His even whole, worth the it. way and Dex Lubin's whole thing. It, it's just other garbage. It's just p- pitiful at best. Um, Cameron Grimes. Um, apparently, apparently, he wanted to change his name. <laughs> Throwing out all types of fucking money and shit like that. Um, Regal apparently tried to get a lawsuit against him, but then it ended up being um, announced that Cameron Grimes and Bronson Reed will have a match later on that night. Then we get Ember Moon with Shotzi Blackheart versus Aaliyah. Poor Aaliyah. She ended up just taking these L's. Ember Moon, I know we heard Uncle Fats said, talk about earlier that she needs to get that bumper back to the main roster. Still feel like we need her in NXT for a little bit more time, at least to get the Women's Championship, because that's the whole point of you bringing her back to NXT, trying to rejuvenate her. And what's the point of you doing that if she's not going to win the title? So at some point she's gonna have to get the belt and get some successful title defenses to get the shine on her to get her back up there to that main roster. Oh, otherwise it's like she's gonna be lost in the mess pretty damn soon. So I understand where you're coming from, but they need to do more work with her and over her to go back up there. Otherwise, like Timothy Dasher said, what's the point? I rather stay the fuck down here and watch other people are gonna say the same damn thing too. But Imperium and I guess Imperium and um, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Chamber got a little few going on. I like this. I want to see where this goes. I wish Walter could come overseas to go to NXT, but I think he's never going to do that unless somehow, some way, they're coming in him every way, shape, or form, which that's not going to happen. Then again, this whole promotion between Io Shirai and um, Tony Storm for next week's NXT Women's Championship match. Then we got um, the defending women's tactic champions, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, facing off against Candice LeRae and Raquel Gonzalez. This was actually a good match. I fucks with it. Now, this was the part I got to go on like a little tirade about. But you know what? Fuck the tirade. I just don't have my energy for this shit. So I'm going to try to do it nice and calm as possible. Alan Pierce, you fucking bald this piece of shit. Ruining that match, especially with that bullshit ass call. And you know, for damn well, this is like a controversial call if I ever saw one. Ew, that's gross. So, nonetheless, the tag team champions retained the belts. I don't know why the booking situation of this, why, why are you prolonging this? And then now we, we get William Regal afterwards. There's going to be some, some special announcement next week uh, concerning this. So, I want to know what they're about to do at NXT Women's um, Women's Team Championship. I don't know. Or, or like I said before, it, it's stupid of them to even try to attempt to do that because they have the they have the Women's Team Championship already out there, and you had the perfect opportunity to do it. Especially if the rumor is going around, and I might as well spill the beans right now that NXT is going to be moving to Tuesday nights after WrestleMania this year. Okay, so, so then, but, huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Okay, so two things. One, I honestly think the announcement he's going to make next week is there's going to be a rematch uh, for the um, women's tag team titles, and it's going to be you know the champions versus um, uh, you know pretty much an exact rematch. I'm I'm starting to have brain farts here too, so sorry. Um, 
And then what's going to happen is that they're actually going to want the challengers are going to wind up winning the titles. They're going to rebrand them. They're going to do exactly what they did to the cruiserweight championship. They're going to rebrand them, the NXT women's tag team championships, and they're going to stay down in NXT. That's what I think is going to wind up happening. That should happen. That should happen because there's a lot more women down there and it would be a lot more challenging than having this crap going on. Exactly. All right, moving on. Uh, yeah. Um, L.A. Knight um, starts talking his smack about he's the greatest NXT star. It's about to happen, blah, blah, blah. Isaiah Swerve said he's built different as his tail turn continues and all this stuff. And then as the night progresses on, as I fall asleep on this, Ross Reed versus Cameron Grimes. I don't know why LA Knight got involved in this match and go after Ross Reed, but Cameron Grimes gets the victory. <sighs> yeah. You know, enthusiasm. Yeah, Next. Yeah. And Kaden Carter is by herself because her partner, um, Casey Carvincero, she's injured right now. So she got able to pick with um, Zia Lee as this little rivalry progressed. We get more of the ways, little therapy sessions of what happened to Triangle Gano. We get Everrise versus Breezango. And that got interrupted because they end up getting jumped by um, Santo Escobar's little henchman. And Escobar makes a statement that um, the loss of Carrie Carter not defies him, but he'll bounce back, blah, 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 blah. And we get a bunch of confirmations for the next week's um, NXT. And then we get the um, the main event, which was Finn Balor versus Roger Strong, which was a great matchup between the both of them. Finn Balor gets the W um, after the match was over. <laughs> after the match was over, you get Adam Cole come out and super kick in him again. Like, what's going on? And then, be, can, of course, you know, we're going to see um, Adam Cole eventually go after the NXT Championship now as a heel by himself, solo dolo. I wonder what Bobby Fish is going to be thinking about this as he's sitting on the sideline. I don't know what they're going to do with him or when they're going to come back. But now we get as the end and close, Finn Balor and um, Adam Cole staring down at each other. That's it for NXT. What do you guys think? I'm usually a real big NXT guy. I really like like the show. They put on good, good, you know, uh, storylines. I think, but this week was just absolutely horrible. And it ended with, and it, the thing that ruined it for me the most was the women's tag team title match. Yes, it was a good match, but God, the way that it ended was so stupid. I am so tired of this shit. That's why I think what's going to wind up happening is what I said earlier. <laughs> So that's my whole thing on that. Uncle Fats. Okay, <laughs> Let's go to AEW, the go home edition. Um, yeah, the go home edition of AEW before they get to Sunday's pay per view of Revolution. Ooh, this is gonna be really interesting. We open it up with the match we all been dying and waiting for. Which was, <laughs> which was Cody Rose and Red Velvet versus the debut of Jay Cargill and the and Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yes, folks. Shaq is back in the wrestling ring. Yes, he's actually wrestling. 
Yes, I said it. Yes, you heard me. Yes, you can research this. It's on ESPN. It's on Sports Center. It's on TNT. Inside the you know, inside inside the NBA. Check, check the record. And we got a pretty great. We I, I can't say great, but it was a good match, especially with Shaq doing the whole Brody Lee, Brody Lee pose. God rest my man's soul. God rest my dark leader soul. He did it, and then he did a nice, beautiful powerball. He played. He played his part. He did his whole damn match. Yes. And yes. I was laughing and I was cheering for Shaq. I was like, you know what, Cody? You're smart by doing this little shit because this was acceptable compared to Jay Leno, compared to David Arquette, compared to Carl Malone, uh, compared to Dennis Rodman, and Kiss. Okay, all I got to This one actually scapegoated this, and I actually got to give it a round of applause. Because he played his part. Jay Cargill looks like a future fucking star for that women's division. Oh, oh my God. Put the French vanilla ice cream on her abs and watch them things melt. (laughs) That's all I keep saying about this shit. So there's nothing else I can fucking say about it. (laughs) Okay, let me just say this really quick. But wait, wait, wait. But two more things. And then we get... Cody doing the spring, Cody doing a running jump over springboard to Shaq, where he's on the apron, crashed the two tables, knocked his ass out. And then we get Jay Gargill getting hit in the submission move on Red Bull. I mean, um, whatever that move was for the for Azure finish. I don't know what she calls it. One, two, three. They get away with the win. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, oh. Um, yeah, like I said, it's just remarkable how this shit kind of evolved the way that it did. And I guess, honestly, it was worth the wait. It really was, and it felt like it was organic. It didn't feel like it was being pushed down our throats. It didn't feel like it was, it was, you know, um, being being overhyped. And the one thing I have got to give Shaq credit for, oh, my God, that bump he took out, mm-hmm. out to the outside of the ring into that table – I have got to give him huge props yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. A big, big like I said, he did his home. part the whole entire match from beginning to end. He played his part and he took a good ass bump. That made that's gonna be on sports center. Like it's one of those highlights that like it's gonna be on social media. It's gonna be on television. This is what the notoriety that AEW needed. And having him doing stuff like that, and if him being as a big dude that I know that I can take a fucking bump like that for crying for me for crying out loud, yeah, he's built for that. Yes, I love that. It's my enthusiasm in this shit. <laughs> so yes, Cyber, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, I give it a lot of applause. Yes, AEW Dynamite, the Crossroads. Yeah, okay. I'll give I'll give y'all the cross y'all cross roll all over my face that night. <laughs> okay, you done? Cool. Yes, I am. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Where do I start? Oh but don't be taking forever like your cousin does. How about that? <laughs> Please don't because we still got one more show to cover too. <laughs> Let me just say this. I give this shit a fucking damn. I give this bitch a damn. Okay. I got that out my sister. Finally, AEW has done exactly 
what I wanted them to do. And you let celebrities come in and wrestle. You start off with one of the biggest, most prominent athletes in sports history, and you let him be himself. Period. He was from the, the Superman. From the storyline, right. From the storyline up until the match, you had Shaquille O'Neal. A big black ball of Razor Ramon. <laughs> hey, yo. Yep. <laughs> Not only on top of that, you came in like you, like he knew what he was doing, like he's been there before. Like but Cody, he, but you got to credit to Cody too for selling as much as he did too, in right. order to make it look like he knew what the fuck he was doing. Well, this is this is. See, see, I'm not taking anything away from Cody. I haven't even got to Cody yet. What I'm saying as far as what we've seen as fans, we've seen Shaquille O'Neal in both the WWE and AEW, and we've seen how far they, like each company has allowed him to partake in. And we all know that Shaq has fans across the world, all types, you know what I'm saying, whether it be celebrity, non-celebrity, whatever. But to give that opportunity for him to be a fan and then also um, have input into the storyline and into this match was absolutely beautiful. It's like poetry in motion. My my thing was was that I give a huge shout out to Cody for opening that door. Secondly, the funniest thing in that match was after he got put through the table, did anybody piece? The fact that he tapped Cody like three times to let him know that he was okay. Yes, I caught that, and I was actually going to say something about that. What was that's that's the other thing that Cody is not just using, not thinking as a wrestler, but he's also thinking as a backstage personnel person because that bump for someone that size and for Shaq's age, you know, he probably knew that he was a little nervous about it. Well, he could have been because you got to look at how tall and how big he is. I'm pretty damn sure if you're falling, if, uh, all right. So say in his, uh, say in this case, if Shaq and Cody was in a ladder match or something like that, right? And then Cody ended up pushing him, and then he crashes through, and then he crashes through two tables. That's a different impact, and that's a different story compared to the stunt that happened on, I mean, on Wednesday. That's like a little baby bump. I would say it's a baby button, but you also got to understand, I look at it like this. You got a man who's used to being hacked his whole freaking career. Being in tip-top shape, you're running down the court, that's taking trouble on your knees, you're posting up people, you're going up for the trunk, you're getting hacked, you're getting pulled Yeah, down. but the only impact that he really had to suffer was his back. No, I understand that, but what I'm saying is that when you get hacked like that, trying to go full speed, you, you, that wasn't even full speed that Cody went though. No, but listen to what I'm saying. Like, if you like look at how how he did it, he like took three steps and then made like a huge ass leap, and then you see Cody. I mean, then and then you see Shaq as he caught him. No, I, that's not what I'm saying, bro. What I'm saying is, I'm agreeing with you as far as the bump. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't peep him like tap Cody Rose three times, I didn't know that he's good. But 
you also have to understand this is a man that's used to being hacked. You know what I'm saying? Like what I what my the point I was trying to say is like we've seen guys like run down the court. They're going up for a layup or a dunk, and then you see somebody whack their arms, and then their whole body just discombobulates in the air, and then they fall all awkward and shit like that. And that's even worse because you're going full throttle. So imagine standing up on 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 the ring. You got two tables, you know, side by side, and then next you know you're falling straight through it onto a mat that that has concrete underneath. You know, it's only a, a few inches of protection. You're still feeling the floor, but you, you got some pad, but now you're laying on wood, and then you got another 200-something pounds on top of you. So I commend the efforts, and of course he was scared, but we all know this ain't going to be the last time he's going to be. Well, I asked him boost for it as they pull him well, at the point of the, uh, the gurney, the stretcher, bring him back to the ambulance. Then, miraculously, Tony Schiavone tried to get a quick little update on his status, and he wasn't even in the goddamn ambulance. What the fuck's going on with that? And we never found out what the hell even happened with that. So, I still wonder, hmm, let's worry on Sunday what happens at Revolution. I think he might pop up again. <laughs> Then we get the next match, which was Ray of uh, Ray Phoenix pack of um, Death Triangle versus John John Scott in D three bunch, bunch of jobbers. This only lasted about like forty five seconds, literally. Uh, Ray Phoenix and um, Pack winning. So this was a quick little filler match, I guess. They announced that they're like the day before the day before, so that kind of covered the tracks. Then we get the whole press conference between MGF and Chris Jericho. We get a um, couple of source writers come in to ask some questions. And, of course, you know, ask the heels that they are. They're going to rebuttal in a heelish way. We got my man, Conrad Thompson. Conrad fucking Thompson came there and asked the question. Let's go. My man, Conrad. Oh, boy. That made me lots of force. And then, not only that, we got Eric Bischoff, too. <laughs> coming to ask the question, too. So I asked a question as well. And then, you know, MJF and Chris Jericho, they irate, they, they irate, they're upset, they didn't want to badmouth um, the young bucks and talk about their father, how they kidnapped him the previous week, blah, blah, blah. To Nick and, to Nick and, um, Nick and Matt Jackson come out to rebuttal and give them their own piece of their mind and other stuff like that. And that's how that kind of progresses until their championship match set for Sunday between the Young Bucks and MGF and Chris Jericho for the tag team titles. So, that's what's going to happen. Then we get a video promo of the of the gruesome exploding barbed wire death match that's going to happen all time between John Boxley and Kenny Omega. Ooh, I can't wait for that, but then again, I'm scared shitless. Oh my, I'm I'm going to be scared shitless watching that. I'm like, my God, bro, like, don't like for the like, I'm gonna pray before that match you have was like yo just for by the grace of God do not kill these two people do not even do not even seriously injure one of them to the point that they can't even wrestle anymore. Okay. Now this is where I'm gonna be like, okay now it's kind of going a little bit too far but I don't want to say that just yet. I want to see how they trying to play out. I want to see how they construct this thing first. <sighs> I think they're gonna give him like a fake skin graft so he can he can leave and, and go be a dad for a little bit. And then he's gonna come back looking like um, something that uh, 
came out of a Triple H throwback uh, video clip, and he's gonna be Jack, and then that's when he's gonna um, he's gonna um, come after Omega of Kenny's, and um, or whoever's got the belt at that time, and um, yeah, you know this is gonna be the height of uh, Kenny Omega's uh, resurgence of the man that he once was before. And um, but I I'm I'm not afraid. I'm I'm actually kind of excited because it's been a long time since there's been a match of this magnitude on uh, live TV. Um, and I really commend AEW for. It's not gonna be a live TV. Pay per view, bro. I mean, it's live TV. That's not well. Technically, live TV would be like. It's not, I know, well, I but I mean, for it to just be, you know, brought back after 25 plus years, mm. that's that's insane. And it's like it it shows you how much or how far two people are willing to go to, um, you know, go after what they want. And this is going to be. Hopefully, in my eyes, this will be the match of the year. And I'll just say it like that. Publicly, I think this will be one of the matches, top matches of the year. Okay. In the following match, we get the six-man tie. We got STL, but Tully Blitz are coming back to wrestle after 25 years of the damn self. With J.J. Dillon coming out as an escort A. This is Jurassic Express. Um, as sources have confirmed that uh, Jim Crockett Jr. had passed away um, a little after that day on Wednesday, God rest in So who helped nurture and um, help elevated Ric Flair's career in the NWA himself. Um, yeah, so we lost a great, great, re- great wrestling figure. In the, um, past day, in the past couple of days. And then we get FTR and Tully Blanchard, who actually looking fine during this match, um, picking up the victory. As you see that little tap on his stomach, <laughs> to lose his stories that he did. If y'all caught that, you know what I'm saying? So that's showing the young kid respect. Good job, kid. But the masked person holding the fucking camera, a mask, and look who it is. It's Sean fucking Spears. He's back, folks. And now it's the new four horsemen. Three and a half. Arn Anderson comes out of the good guy tunnel and put up the four fingers. But it's actually Let's three and a half. Sees. He giving the blessing to Tully. Run that, run that group. And boom. Here we are. That's bullshit, bro. It's only three and a half, bro. You can't, like, come on. Whatever. They're going to redefine it this time. <laughs> so it's going to be three and a half horsemen? Probably. I don't fucking know. We'll find out on Sunday. I mean, we don't know. We yeah, only know about what's been projected on television that night. Bro, that's some bull. How the hell do you do half of the finger? Would you go bend the pinky? I don't know. <laughs> that's like two and a half bend the TV show. You're going to cut it off. No, but I, I mean, cut my shit off. <laughs> but I mean, come on. I mean, okay, okay, uh, okay. We were we were all waiting for this for years, trying to figure out who was going to be the next, the next four horsemen. We've seen it. Okay, 
But my question is really, are we, do you really want to see Tully, Tully Blanchard back in the ring? I mean, yeah, he was going against Marco Starr and then his his indecisiveness of getting in and out of the ring. And I get it. You know, you, you got to get sometimes you got to bow down to the great and I get it. Then it's like sooner or later he's going to have to get his ass handed to it. I think what's going to wind up happening with that, man, is I think uh, Tully is just going to wind up being like what he's been in the past, which is a manager. And he's just going to be like the official, unofficial fourth member of the Four Horsemen just to make it make sense. But um, I think that's the route they're going to take with it. I don't think uh, they're going to add another person in. He's gonna be. I don't more, think so either. I think it's gonna be more of a manager. They, they, they would have been done this shit already. Yeah. They would have been pulling the trigger on maybe two people that that we easily could have pointed the finger like, okay, that's gonna happen, but it, but they didn't do it. So we don't know just yet. We'll figure this out as time progresses. I know you got a lot of anger, but hold that anger in so we so we actually know your facts. Yeah. That's all I really gotta say about this. Um, next, we got Paul White, aka. Big Show, which you can't say Big Show anymore. The Big uh, Show. WWE owns that name. So we got to call him Paul White. Made, made some announcement that now, uh, uh, now what he said is going to have to, that had the internet already, already going crazy right now, is that they are, they have announced that they signed a Hall of Fame worthy person to the company and they'll beat them on Sunday. So the key question is who? 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 It's gonna be China. China's dead. To me, China. That's what she said. Ted Turner. Ted Turner, come back. So we don't know, but he made something out. But he made that announcement, and then he's hyping up. Uh, a a W Dart revelation that's coming up on Mondays in the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, it's gonna be Rob Van Dam. Hmm? It's gonna be Rob Van Dam. I don't know who it is, man. You can make your matter of fact, you know, matter of fact, make your guess right now. Go. How about that? Go. You said R V D? Okay, fine. Um no, you, no. No, I, I, no, I no. You said R V D, that counts as your vote. Next. Cyber. No, you can't. You know, you said it. You said RVD. Did he? I, I Give him two. Give him two. I have two. Give him two. Fine. I'll give you two. How about that? You said RVD, so pick your ass one. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Rob Van Dam. Oh, I'm gonna have to shoot that down right now. If I'm not mistaken, Cyber go. If I'm not mistaken, Kurt Angle is still under a Legends contract with the WWE. He's gonna be there for a little while longer, so I don't think it's gonna be Kurt Angle. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think he's under any contract at all. No. Oh, I thought it was till this this coming up WrestleMania that he was on a Legends contract, but I could be mistaken. No, he was not. When he was released, that thing is void. Oh yeah, that's right. He was released part of the whole COVID crap. I forgot. Um, okay, so my two picks. One is I know a lot of people are throwing his name around, but I sure do hope this this is because this could be a major major uh, you know 
turning point for AEW. CM Punk. My God, you still on this? I, I know, I know. He, I know. he even shot this shit down just earlier today. Like I didn't even want to have them leave it, but then again, you know how people give fake news and stuff like that. I'd be like, yeah, he said this, but deep inside, he already got this thing playing or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't disregard that. Go ahead, my fault. No, well, you see, I didn't know about about him shooting it down earlier today, so I didn't know that. I didn't. Yeah, but then again, that could be like a work shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, my second, my second choice. Um, it's. I really don't have a second choice. I just felt like giving home, uh, giving him another second choice. But no, my, make my your first... second choice now, man. This is your fault. Oh shit! Of course it is. Um, <laughs> Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame worthy. <laughs> I put my own self on the spot. Damn it to hell. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. you did. You uh, fucked up by saying, nah, yeah, man. Nah, uh, man. Yeah. Give him a uh, man. Give him a uh, give him a second choice. Um, let's see. <sighs> God, some of them are still under a contract with with uh WWE. I'm trying to think. Dude, there's still any name that you probably think is a free agent right now in wrestling world. Yeah, I'm just going to say Ryback. Oh, my God. You Wait, you said Ryback? Wow, okay. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go with Christian, number one, because they still haven't figured out that sixth person for that line match. And who else is better than the line matches than Christian is? And he's not even on the contract with WWE right now. So, figure that could actually help out a little bit. Um, that can help him out credibility wise when, when it comes to the roster. Um, and of course, you'd be seeing Christian, you know, with getting his, getting his body, getting his wrestling body back. So, primes up to be in return to the ring at some point. But for what company? We didn't know yet. Or, number two, and I'm gonna have to throw him, I'm gonna have to throw as a combo. Big Cass and Enzo. Hmm. I can see the AEW, but are you really? You think they're ready for that? How you doing? Yeah. Wrestling Inc. just confirmed Christian is signed with the WWE, so it's not going to be him. <sighs> hmm. I don't know that. But so my, thing, my question is, okay, so I, I was thinking about y'all choices. And I want to say not right back because uh, Big Show did mention the fact that it wasn't. And he's not even a Holy Fame worthy person anyway, so I don't believe that right back bullshit either. <laughs> or it could be someone from New Japan that's already on U.S. soil. Ooh. Ooh, wait a minute. Or oh, anybody from MLW yeah. that just got oh that just got released. Ooh. That's all I gotta be throwing out there. There's more than one company. There's more than a few companies that some people have been released, including some people from Impact that never that never knew their contract, so they they've been done and maybe that their cause that not compete had just expired. Like Elijah Burke. Maybe Ethan Page. I don't know. Also, what TNA, what not TNA, but in NWA wrestlers that, that their contracts might have been up too. Mm-hmm. To 
there's a lot of few people. Exactly. So we'll never know. Let's move forward. I don't want to keep thinking about this too much. We get the women world championship, well, women world women's championship elimination finals between Nyla Rose and um, Ryu Mizunami. And my God, I got shocked with this. I all thought Nyla Rose was was really gonna win, but no, Miss Ryu Mizunami is the winner of the tournament, and now she's gonna be facing. Um, Hikaru Shida for the Women's Championship on Sunday's pay-per-view event. They had like a little face down. Then I guess Miz, if, I guess Miss Miz, if you want to call it that, I guess. <laughs> elbow smacked her. They elbow smacked each other to win. I guess Shida's knocked it out on the floor. And they chuckled and laughed. I don't know if this is the way that like, they say hello to each other or this is just a testament. Uh, I, had to, I had to take a breather for a second. Um, Sting comes out, talks to Tony Schiavone about a couple of pages. You mask. he's prepared, he's ready. Ricky Stars come out, disrespects him, slaps him. Then you get Sting on the rampage, and the Sting is splashed. Then you get Teen Task coming out, jumping him. Then finally, Darby Allen, his son, <laughs> makes the <it> save. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I call <laughs> Whatever his son, his stepson, whatever I don't care. He he stepped his damn son, damn it. Let <laughs> me get ten of the Dark Lord versus Max Caliber of the Acclaim. Yeah, their freeze out has has to be pretty good lately. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the face to face qualifier match for um Sunday's pay per view. Um, and of course, ten ten gets distracted. Private party, Matt Hardy. So Max Caster gets out of that. So he's in the one to go and advances to that lab match. So Scorpio Sky, Max, um, Pentagon, who else? Am I forgetting one more? Mm. Trying to think. I don't think so. I think you might have hit everything. Okay. Okay. I know the six persons that we that mystery person that's a Hall of Fame worthy person that they just signed in AEW that we'll find out on Sunday. Then we get Hankman, Adam Page, and John Silver versus Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn for the main event. And we get uh Hankman Adam Page actually getting away with the W before he get his head bashed in by the microphone. <laughs> um and then Dark Oil comes out to help him. And then you get the the tag team, the tag teams of the tag team Casino Royal that's happening on that night. And as a big ass brawl breaks loose, that's how they end um, AEW Dynamite Crossroads. Anything? No, I got nothing. I'm ready to get to. I'm ready to get to the predictions, man. For the pay per view, uh, I'm excited. Let's go to SmackDown real quick, while we still got a little time left. Of course, we'll go to SmackDown. We're gonna open up with Daniel Bryan and proclaiming and I mean, anger, frustration, Jay. And Jay Roman and Roman comes out and makes it known that you know what I'm saying he will not fail, will not lose. When it comes to that, he gotta go with his cousin and steal cage match in the main event to see if he 
if he wins, he'll go on to face Roman at Fastlane for the championship. So I'm free one who's an open segment. Um, yeah, so we're going to eventually, of course, for the look of things, we're going to be getting definitely um, Roman versus Daniel Bryan for the championship by Fastlane, if anything else. So I don't know what more you want me to kind of say about that, but uh, y'all got any opinions on that? No, I'm good, man. Nope. Okay. And we move forward. Which was Dominic Mysterio versus King Corbin, I believe it was. Or was it Sammy? Hold on for one second. Let's see. Oh, no, excuse me. Montez Ford, excuse me. Uh, Street Profits come out, and then they try to do the ones and twos, and then King Corbin and Sammy Zayn come out and interrupt that. They can't be the one-on-one, so they end up having the one-on-one match, Montez Ford versus King Corbin. Montez Ford eventually wins. Oh, no, wait a minute. Excuse me. King Corbin actually wins. Ha, 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 ha. Sorry about that. Um, then, I guess... Sami Zayn comes out, eventually gets involved, and the Angel Dawkins comes out and makes the saves. So that ended up being another match. Sami Zayn versus Angel Dawkins. Angel Dawkins ended up getting the victory. But then Sami goes paranoid that one of the camera crew for his little documentary is not the person that he hired. Who the hell is he? He needs him to the gut. Um, and looking like a downward spiral is having that his conspiracy theory is driven to madness and paranoia. Dominic Mysterio versus Chad Gable. <laughs> Tom Mysterio actually gets a win over Chad Gable. Um, congratulations to him about time. But what's really going to happen with him? Who knows? Then we get the announcement that Shayna Baszler and Nijaz will be defending the titles again against Bianca and Sasha at Fastlane. Why are we doing this shit again? I know it's a filler pay-per-view and shit like that, but there's, but there's other ways that we can try to do it to try to keep them both relevant that they don't have to get involved in the match at a fucking pay-per-view. Oh. <sighs> It's just sickening. It's tiring. I'm just so fucking tired of this shit. Bianca Belair and um, Shayna Baszler. But before that, Reginald's trying to make his way with a champagne ball with Carmella trying to get in right with her. But <laughs> she dismisses that little current. <laughs> so he's been unofficially unemployed. And that's all the facts that keep going in and out. Um, yeah, she, uh, Bianca Belair actually beats. Um, excuse me, she actually beats um, Shayna Baszler in that matchup with her, which is um, a good way to start it off. But then afterwards, goes at the red, goes at the Reginald, and be, I mean, they talk. Well, excuse me, during the match, pushes Reginald away, goes back in the ring. Nia pushes her, I mean, pushes Reginald towards Sasha. Sasha ended up being out there in the fucking first place. Then he gets abducted. She gets struck. Mayhem, uh, mayhem happens outside. She gets distracted. Boom. KOD hits it, hits for the finish. You deal with that um, person or I will. And Sasha just slaps him. Can't stay out of my business and all that type of stuff that just happens and transpire. Um, I don't have to feel about this. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. <laughs> mm. Moving on, we get Cesaro and uh, Mur- and Murphy. 
finally he comes back. And where the fuck he's been ever since Seth actually came back. But now we see him slither his way back to the serpent. But, you know, Seth dismisses him. He wants nothing to do with him this time around. Get out of my face. And thank God that he did that. But he still went out and fought for him, but ended up losing to Cesaro. Can we talk about this whole Apollo Crews thing real quick? Nigerian accent. I know some of y'all get offended by that. <laughs> oh, it just I was, the got kicked out and stuff like that. I know he was gonna go off. <laughs> I I still can't believe that, man. It reminded me of the fucking Wakanda, okay? His accent. Oh how they try to make him talk. <laughs> You know he had to watch Black Panther a couple times to try to get down that accent. Oh, man. Uncle Fats, I know that he's going to go off about this Apollo Crews Nigerian heel turn. Yes. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> That's it? I, it, it? Listen, listen. I, I... Okay. Okay. So basically, he's just saying that he had to dig, dig deeper into his heritage and blah, blah, blah. And now he's coming out with two Henchman, <laughs> so you have to make it. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. No, what I'm what, what I'm saying is, is is like okay, Apollo Crews, you turned heel. I, I I need something better than this. Like, is this is this is this the route that we, that all wrestlers have to take in order for them to get that type of 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 of, of notoriety or or title contendership? Is that you got to turn heel and do stupid shit? And I feel like if you're a black athlete, it's like you got to do more dumb shit before you can get a belt. And it's like, then I think about Bobby Lashley. Then I think about Big E. Then I think about like all the other wrestlers that had to go through this dumb shit compared to everybody else. And I just don't like it. I don't. And the thing is, though, is it's not just uh, you know black uh, black athletes in general. I mean, it's it's any minority. I mean, look at Mustafa Ali. I mean, he he turned heel and joined Retribution. This is the most we've seen Ali outside of two hundred five live. Right. So I mean, I just. I just don't agree with it. I mean, he has an opportunity with the situation with Riddle to do uh, to ultimately get into the U.S. Championship title picture, and you know that could do do wonders for both of them. Apollo Cruz, I'm sorry, but his gimmick has Vince McMahon written all over it, right? And if he was really going to go heel at the beginning, they had him with Roman Reigns. And, you know, he was getting advice from him. He should have gone his own version of, of being a heel instead of trying to fall back on some stereotype. And that's exactly what's going on here with, um, with Apollo Crews. I think he could have gone heel, but not this way. This way, it's too much of, a, to me, it's too much of a goofy gimmick. You know, he's trying to sound serious. He's trying to sound like he's from another country. We know he's not from another country. We know he's from here. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's this just is like coming to America, too, with Eddie Murphy coming out. 
You see? Yeah, don't do that dumb shit, bro. That's really fucked up, man. Shut up, man. You know Eddie Murphy signed on to do that damn second movie, so and then that thing just came out today. So this is his fault, not mine. Yeah, it came out today. I'm about to watch that shit as soon as we get off the fucking podcast. <laughs> so don't play me. I know, right? I'm not playing you. Right. right there, you know? Damn it. Especially when I just watched a senior hall interview with um, Charlamagne uh, on, the, uh, on the Breakfast Club earlier. So I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you. And then last, and then during the midst of before we get the main event, Ding Dong Hello, which was trash. Next. Um, yeah, then we get the final matchup, which was between what? Well, excuse me. Let me rewind back. As Cyber would say, Plastic Barbie face and Tamina arguing the case about how come that is not them facing the the, um, the women's tag team champions instead of Sasha and um, Sasha and Bianca. And Adam Pierce made it official that no, it's not going to happen, and that's it. Walked out. And they're being pissed, pissed off to the highest specificity. Um, so then, don't know what the hell that they're going to do with those two anyway. Finally, the main event, the steel cage match. And Daniel Bryan wins against Jay Uso. He faces Roman for the Universal Championship at Fastly in two weeks. Match of the night quality. Yes, I can give both credit to both men. I was happy with this. And the right person won. Yeah, Bryan is going to be winning. He won with a face lock against Jay. Tapped out in the middle of the steel cage. Tane Bryant versus Roman for the Universal Championship at Fastlane. Okay. That's how we end the night. I have something against that. And I kind and, and and my thing is it's like, okay, I, I like this whole head of the table shit, but I know the purpose of of Jay Uso, but what is the main purpose? For him to get his ass whipped so that other people can can prove themselves to, to go against the the or go against Roman Reigns. Like, like is he ever gonna win a match to where he's gonna stop somebody from facing Roman Reigns, or he's just gonna be the 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 hype man that gets his ass hurt? This is this is what I honestly pretty think much that. This is what's gonna pretty much happen. Right now, Jay Uso is paying his dues in regards to uh, being kind of like that guard dog for. Roman Reigns. The matches he had with Roman Reigns at the beginning, he pretty much got the rub from Roman Reigns in regards to he is potentially, you know, a top-tier performer. Now, what I honestly think will happen when the whole Samoan Dynasty head of the table situation is done, which I don't see it happening anytime soon, but I'm saying when it happens, you will see Jay Uso in a different light. He might still tag team, you know, with his with his brother, but he's going to wind up getting opportunities to go for the Intercontinental title or go and be in the Universal title picture and actually have a shot of getting that okay compared to, you know, these first few title shots he got. You know, it was to, you know, build up the storyline for the head of the table uh, storyline that's going on right now. So that's what's going to wind up ending up happening with him right now. He's just having to face, he's having to put his nose to the grindstone and just take these losses right now. Well, uh, I I, I hope so. Because he's constantly getting, don't get me wrong, he puts up a hell of a good fight. 
and he he brings out the best in all these guys that are going against Roman. But it's just because I'm a fan of of, of the Usos, it just sucks that he's yet he's such a, a a good like guard dog or hype man, however you want to call it, and he sets the tone. But then it's like he gets in the ring and the hype matches their quality, but it's just like, damn, when are you really going to get that W when it's supposed to happen? You get what I'm saying? He's not going to really get a good win in until his brother comes back. Once he comes back, they're going to take those titles off of Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Indeed. And then Roman Reigns is going to have two guard dogs. Do you think that's why Bobby Roode and, and Tom Ziggler got the, the belts to begin with, just to prepare for? Yes. 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 Transitional champions. How long has? How long have they had the belts for? Like what? Three months. Three months. No. No. It hasn't no. been no. No, it hasn't been like no damn three months. It's only been like several weeks. Like maybe like a little over like a month. You sure? Yeah. Positive. That's right because they. That's right because uh, Montez Ford and them had the belts at Royal Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Love that. Okay. Well, that's the end of SmackDown. Let's get into our predictions for Sunday's <laughs> AEW Revolution pay per view. Start with the buy-in. Got Thunder Rosa teaming up with Rio, uh, Rio returning back to American soil again, versus Britt Baker and Reba. With her five mil age ass. I tear that ass up, Reba. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta go with brick on this one. But yeah, you know, I've been feeding I've been feeding for Reba though, like like low key though. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the other two. Thunder Rosa. Okay. Oh boy, okay. Okay. Um not and then when it comes to the main card. We got R.S. Cassie and Chuck Taylor, best friends, versus Miro and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford. This is where Miro going to come out and start smacking the both of them. What I mean smacking? I mean, like, he got to be shades of Rusev again, but he got to go more violently. So Miro and Kip Sabian for the win. But I'm calling it right now. Miro's going to turn his back on Kip and whip the shit out of him. I can see that happening right now. I can see that. And he happening. needs to do that because he 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 finally needs to break away that whole best man thing. Now died out. Now he never got to move forward. So you feel like he's going to turn on Kip Sabian? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's about time. It's long overdue. Yeah. I and I feel like it's necessary for him if he wants to move forward and not be typecast like this. He that yeah, he he needs to make that move. I think he this definitely is needs to happen though. I think this is what's going to happen. I think I'm going to say this. I'm going to put a little twist on what you said, in my opinion. I feel like Armish Cassidy and them are going to get the win. But Meryl's going to whoop that ass so bad to the point where he's going to lose it to where it annoys um, Kip Sabian to the point where Ags are going to be kind of rude and ignorant. There's going to be a lot of arguing back and forth. And I think that the ignorance is going to cause them to lose to where the point Miro just snaps. And then that's when he just lets Sabian. 
Okay, I can see that happening. Yeah. I can see that happening too. Um, next we got. He always got something up his sleeve with his slick ass, with his so laid back, charismatic attitude. He always got something up his sleeve, and it's like I really didn't pay attention to him until I saw his feud was with uh, Chris Jericho, and I was like, okay, that's when I bought into the whole Arms Cassidy gimmick. So I I can see him taking that punishment for Mero. Because I'm not going to lie to you, before, I wasn't buying it. And I was like, this shit is just not getting to me. But then when you watch someone like Jericho for so many years and you've seen the shit that he's gone through in, in his career, his highs and his lows, <coughs> and then to, to have a rivalry with someone like that that a lot of people can't get with and then literally put him on that pedestal to where now he's bigger than what he was, I have a high much respect. For Cassie, so that's why I kind of feel like the vengeance is going to come from Mero for proving his dominance, but the arrogance behind it and the ego from from Savior is going to cause them to lose, and that's when Mero's really going to whoop that ass and <laughs> is going to go on the war. Now, I, I just want to say this as a sidebar: if that does happen. There's one wrestler that I would love to see Meryl go at it with. Um, and that's uh what's his name? Uh Cage. Brian Cage. I think it's his, I think I said his name right. Mm-hmm. I would love to see them two go at it. Just further one down the line, that would be my ultimate dream match in AEW. Okay, moving on. Matt Hardy versus Heyman Adam Page. The winner receives the opponent's 2021 quarter one earnings. Mm. I wish I had that money. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, this is kind of like a coin flip, but. I think we need Hangman to get it more. He's going to do that, get his money, drink some more beers, and you're going to see just Matt Hardy pulling whatever shit out of his ass to try to um make his life a living hell, but bleeding him dry at the same time. So I'm, I'm going with Hangman on this one. <coughs> I'm also going to go with Hangman on this one because I think Matt Hardy's goal in AEW is I think he's wanting to help get younger talent over and Adam uh, Adam Page right now is the ideal person to try to get over right now because everybody yes. thought when AEW first started that he was going to be the first AEW champion. They, everyone thought Adam Page was going to do that. Well, obviously he didn't. And, you know, then he kind of got lost in the shuffle and then we never really saw or heard from him again until the whole situation with the tag team title started up and then him and Kenny Omega started going after him. So I honestly think that Matt Hardy is going to give Adam Page the rub and he's going to wind up winning this match. I see this happening as well. Um, But I also going to add a little few things to this. I see I see Matt Hardy as the modern um, hillbilly um, Ted DiBiase type. Uh, 
just with the likes of 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 coaching talent, coaching talent, and and making his presence known. Not only on top of that, I think this match alone will kind of lead um, um, Hangman into joining the Dark Order. Um, just because of the fact that the friendship alone um, is something that he doesn't trust and for them to be so consistent with him despite his constant no's and, and this, that, and the third, I think this will be the breaking straw to where he will become the leader of the Dark Order. Mm, I think we had a similar conversation like this a couple of weeks ago um, on a past episode. Mm-hmm. And I f- honestly feel like we're still kind of in that same situation. I do not think the Dark Order and even the management in the back, I don't think they're ready to put someone into a leadership position with the Dark Order just because I think they want to respect uh, Brody Lee's memory a little while longer. So I still think we still have another pay-per-view or two before they finally decide to put a storyline together where a new leader steps up. That's on. Okay, so how long has it been since Brody Lee's been gone? It's not even been six months yet, has it? It's been it's been a little over two and a half months, sir. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just asking. Okay. So okay. But all right, if you really want my retrospect about this before we move forward here, how about this? Don't bring no one new in. You know, saying don't bring no one new into that circle, right? All right. Here's what you need to do. Ken is the perfect person to do it. Because number one, he's built like a motherfucker, number one. Number two, the motherfucker can talk. Number three, he's the representative for negative one. If you look at it from if, if you look at it from that standpoint, it's like looking at um Scarface from Batman, the Vitrilicus, uh, the Vitrilicus dummy. Who really wants to show out of him? The dummy does, right? So if you really look at it from that and then keep it within that house, that's the way to go. Don't bring no one else in and then no one that I mean no one that understands the dark order, but that's not a homegrown person. Okay. I thought like, 10 would be the that. perfect one. I could go with that. Okay, so I I, I, I will agree. So let's say that's the that's the thing. Do you think they were still uh I still would think that that um Hangman would would be a part of Dark Order just because of the relationship. Like it would be. No yeah, way. he would do that, but he wouldn't be the leader. Okay, I can deal with that. I mean, it would still be like a wondrous group, right? With no leader until someone within decides to see, like, you know what, I'm gonna do this, and I feel Ten is going to do that. I think so too. Because sooner or later, you might see Hangman eventually. Sooner or later, might break away. From from the dark order, but the main key players in that dark order group is still going to be intact. Here's why I said ten will be the next one up because we already see Evil Uno do it, but now he plays second role right now. So right now, if you want to have a brand new person, who was the one person that Brody had given that little thumbs up to? Like, yo, he's going to be the next person up, and that was ten. Yeah. But also, too, I think in respect to uh, Brody Lee's memory, uh, you know, they have, 
you know, AEW signed negative one to a contract, even though he's just a kid. Of course. And um, I think, too, they're using I, I hate to kind of say it like this, but it's kind of like a mascot, but also kind of like someone kind of un, un, unofficially sit, standing in in place right. of their father. So right. I, that's what he's doing right now. And that's why I don't think the, the question of a leader being selected is going to come up right away. I think once negative one stops showing up and, you know, uh, you know, he kind of goes back to n- his normal life. I think that's when they will finally decide, OK, this is the person that's going to step in and take over. And so, that's why I so, say so Tay would be the perfect one to do it. He represents negative one. Yes, you exactly. know what I'm saying. Exactly. So, so pretty much, so pretty much, once once negative one is is done with his sabbatical, he goes back to school. It's number it's number ten's job to 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 take orders from from negative one who's who's at home. Exactly, watching. and he basically runs his show from a distance. Exactly. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now let's just move on because we because yeah. we only got like a little over like nine minutes left to even bang this thing out. The Casino tag team royal, whoever wins Earth is the future tag team title match. Bear Country, Al, uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, other dark or evil and Stu Grayson, other dark or Santana, 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 Santana NLTs, the Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, Top Flight, and Pack and Ray Phoenix. I say we just pick and move on. I'm picking Pack and Ray Phoenix to win this one. I need, I don't want to say, I kind of want Bear Country. They actually been one of the teams that I actually want to see in that main event roster for that tag team division that's going to help out and balance out that division. I know Deuce will. I know Deuce will probably appreciate that one. I can see. I, I'm going to go with Tough Okay, cool. Then we get the face of the Revolution ladder match. Whoever wins this earns a future AWTAT championship match. Cody Rose, Pen, um, um, Pentagon, um. Scorpio Sky, Lance Archer. He was the one that I missed. Um, Max Ca- Max Caster of the Acclaim and one person to be determined where that new signee Hall of Fame worthy person is. It's going to fill in that damn void. And something is going to tell me. And I'm going to take a shot in the dark with this. I'm going to give it two votes. Scorpio Sky or Lance Archer? I'm picking Pentagon. I think he's going to wind up winning it since he since uh, Pack. In Pack and Ray Phoenix are tagging together. It's to give him something to do, and plus, I think he could do something with it. But I feel like Scorpio Sky needs this more because he hasn't been doing anything. True. I want to say I want to say Scorpio Sky, but I'm leaning more towards Lance Archer because there has to be it's it's. There has to be a change right now. There, there has to be, and there has to be someone that's literally gonna bring that toughness and not be afraid to to be both heel and babyface at the same time without giving. Or a do shit. you mean just get the belt of a skinny person and put it on a big monster diamond like Lance Archer? Right. Hmm. Okay. Say no more to that one. Let's move forward from that. We get Sting his AW debut. Along with AWTT champion Darby Allen in the street fight versus FTW champion Brian Cage and Ricky Starr from Taz. And we all know this will be a cinematic match. So, Darby Allen and Sting. 
I got to go with that one, too. <laughs> I want to, but it's just like, my question is, what about Will Hobbs? Will Hobbs hasn't been seen, or unless he's been on AEW Dark in the last few weeks. I haven't seen him on Dark because I've been catching some episodes of that. Uh, I haven't seen him on there. Uh, could it possibly be an injury issue? I, 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 I don't it could know. Be, but then you got to think about it, the fact that, you know, the last time when they showed up, I think before last week or the week, uh, not this this week, but last week. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. We're, we're cutting down on time. Came out, right. So he, came out, he came out with uh, Taz's son. So I kind of I, I feel like there is going to be an interference. Of course, because it's a street fight. Okay. I, I'm going to go with Sting and Darby on this one. All right, cool. Moving forward. AEW's World Tag Team Championships, the Young Bucks defense against Chris Jericho and MJ Warlow. I'm going to go Buc- to the inner circle with this one because the Good Brothers somehow is going to interfere with this and they're going to fuck over the Young Bucks. Young Bucks are going to turn baby face after the match is over. Next. Young Bucks are going to wind up winning. Here's the reason why. Because we know eventually the inner circle is going to wind up imploding. And I think this will be the, the thing that lights the fuse. The Young Bucks win. Chris Jericho and MJF start fighting each other. They start arguing. And then that ultimately leads to them being splitting up. So that's that's who I pick. No, I think it's going to be Chris Jericho and MJF getting it. And then it's going to cause a feud between them and Santino and uh, Ortiz uh, later on uh, down the road, uh, which will cause for the group to kind of separate. Come on, fast. You got to make this quicker. Oh, uh, I said it. Okay. Um, what was that? Okay. AW Women's Chat. I mean, AW Women's Championship. You can't receive defending against Ryu Mizunami. Um, Coin flip. Coin flip on this one. I want to go with the new face. Give me some new faces here. Ryu got to win this. Yes, I I picked that too. The only reason why is because they want to kick that door open to work with New Japan. And I think Mizunami is going to be the the key to do that. Yes. That forbidden door will slowly creak even more open. Yes. World Championship. And they need to build like a bigger belt. I think it's kind of like ridiculous. Yes. Um, last but not least, the the main event, the AEW World Heavyweight Championship in the exploding barbed wire death match, Kenny Omega defensive championship versus John Moxley with Don Callis. We all know what's going to happen here. Kenny Omega is going to win. win. And, and if I shit you not, if John Moxley actually win this, and not only that, he had already defeated Kenta on New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong to defend that. Um, United States Championship and retain, then you might never fucking know. He might actually win it back. Well, and, and, and if he wins it back, I would, you know, I, 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 I would have to wear my shirt that I'm currently wearing right now for a straight week. No well, joke. I, I will say, I will go with Moxley. And I will publicly apologize. Sorry, Moxley, I should have never doubted you. Oh, that's a that's a that's a modest thing to do, my my, my good sir. I'm picking John Moxley too. I think he's going to wind up pulling this one out. This is his kind of match. This is uh this is what he liked to do all the way back to uh, MCW. You know, this is this is his match. So it, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he won this match, even though uh, Renee's okay. about to have a kid. Now let me just throw 
Now, let me throw a fun fact for uh, for y'all real quick. Remember the lights out, no disqualification match that, uh, that they had before? And who won that? Mm-hmm. Moxie did, right? Now, this is the time for him to return the favor. That's why I, that's why I pick it, Omega. Boom, done. Um, that's the predictions. That's the whole show. That's me, Blackheart, Cyber, and Uncle Fast, hammering on a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, probably mm-hmm. in the background, with two minutes remaining. Check us out everywhere on podcast platforms. Check us out on social media too. We will be back next week. Hopefully, we can get down path with a new scheduling format and we can get this going. Do your shout real quick. Let's, let's get the hell out of here before we get cut off. Thank you so much for checking us out tonight. We do appreciate it. We will get the scheduling taken care of, but make sure you hit us up on all the social medias and share, 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 share. Make sure you uh, share this podcast so we can continue growing. It's your boy, Uncle Fats here in the building, man. Thank you all to the Baconers and Baconettes, man, that be tuning in. Thank you all for listening. We actually just share the content and keep listening. Any good, good feedback is good feedback. We appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Peace. You know the damn drill. OTTR. We out. Check next week. Peace out.